All right, hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So I'm trying something a little bit new this time. Um, as you know, in the past, I usually just share some of my own thoughts and reflections, but this time I'm so pleased to be joined by my colleague, Adil Arshad, to the podcast. So welcome, Adil. Thank you, Matthew. It is my pleasure to join this conversation with you. Um, would you mind starting off by just briefly introducing yourself and saying a little bit about who you are and Sure. Uh, my, um, as you said, my name is Adil Arshad. I am a second year master's student in the International Higher Education Program here at Boston College. Uh, before that, I worked uh, as a faculty for five years in Pakistan, where I had quite a few different responsibilities, one of them being uh, the study abroad advisor mm. and also a student advisor in general. Um, and before that, I was a master's student at Boston University. I studied curriculum instruction for two years. Great. Yeah. So you've had you've had a wide range of different and interesting experiences. Mm -hmm. And I know in some of our previous conversations, you've talked about one of the aspects of your own cultural identity that you've come to see is your experience as an international student. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if you could just talk a little bit more about what that experience has been like for you as, as an international student. Yeah, um, of course. And, you know, um, over the years, I've realized that the uh, international student aspect of my identity has become more and more important, uh, mm -hmm. or at least mm -hmm. it has become um, more visible to mm -hmm. me in what I say and what I do and how I conduct myself. So, yeah, I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Um, yeah, so um, the... Being an international student, it, it asks for many things. Um, it it mm -hmm. asks for adjustment into mm -hmm. into into a new setting, um, um, and so was the case with me when I was moving from Pakistan to US in two thousand and ten. Mm -hmm. It um, it it asked for uh, some kind of preparation, which some of which I got, some did not. But when I came here, it was. Um, it was a very new setting for me. Uh, the people were uh, different uh, in terms of you know how they look, in terms of uh, mm -hmm. the language. Mm -hmm. The uh, the systems were different. Economic culture was different. Um, culture in general was uh, was new and different. There was more plurality and diversity hmm. in the culture here in comparison to where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit of a struggle. Um, to to you know trying to invest yourself to you know assimilate or immerse into a new culture while also thinking of uh, holding on to some of the uh, uh, some of the beliefs and um, some of the values that you have from the older uh, uh, um, uh, from from home. So mm -hmm. that was um, that was a little bit of a struggle, at least for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, and I I you know I look forward to talk to more people on that you know how it is when you move from east to west or south to to uh to north or mm -hmm. from developing part of the world to the developed part of the world mm -hmm. uh because that was my context but even for other international students it may be slightly different for example student traveling student mobility within the u.s or mm -hmm. within north america or within europe it may be slightly different right right yeah no absolutely mm -hmm. Were you going to say anything else? No, okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I, I, as I said, we've had some previous conversations about some of your reflections about being an international student, and I, and I um, found them really use, 
vulnerable and interesting to hear, especially, as you said, the fact that you studied abroad on one occasion in the U.S. and then went back to Pakistan and then came, and then you're, you're now here yeah. again studying abroad. And so you've had this opportunity to um, reflect on what you learned from your first time mm-hmm. going back home and then, and then being here again. True. Uh, with a different kind of awareness. So I think that's yeah. really interesting. And also, uh, that's where, you know, this going back and forth also really allowed me to live that, you know, the word international mm. between between uh, nations, internations, uh-huh. and also between cultures and uh, uh, between different mindsets and different perspectives. Yeah. So that, that is really interesting. We You know, when we think about international students, it's just a term so much used now. Right. But when we really think about it, it's actually um, you are at as an international student, you are at two different places at the same time. Hmm. Um, well, not physically, but like mentally, right. because you, at least in my case, um, I grew up in um, in one country, mm-hmm. and it was my first travel abroad. Uh, uh, that I did as a graduate student. Uh-huh. And uh, so when I came here, I was 22 years old. So it was 22 mm-hmm. years of lots of learning uh, that I brought with me. But then I, in many ways, I had to stra- start from scratch uh, mm-hmm. because it, lots of things were new for me. So at right. that time, I was between two cultures. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, which is, which is great. I mean, that works to your advantage if you find a way uh, to uh, to work it your way, right, and to find and to yeah. find a way to be um, find your own kind of comfort in that amb- that ambiguous space. True, which yeah. from talking to you, you've really had that that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you've talked about some of your experiences as an international student. Um, are there some other ways in which you feel like your experiences as an international student? have impacted the way that you view the world? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, I would say in in several different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I when I moved to U.S. in 2010, mm-hmm. um, as, as I already mentioned, it was, um, it was a new country for me, new culture, new academic system, uh, many new things to learn. And I was very motivated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and most people, you know, who are traveling from um, from at least subcontinent, I can say when they move to uh, to to the West to study, mm-hmm. they're basically coming here for many different reasons. But one was, you know, they see the career opportunities and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 you know, that they will get the degree and would come back, would be able to serve better to their country. At least that's what my motive was. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, so I was very motivated to to come here and uh, study. And I, with a lot of uh, enthusiasm, when I arrived, I was really looking forward to immerse myself into um, into making uh, into maximizing uh, my experience uh, mm-hmm. as a as a student, as an international student um, in an American university. And uh, it started with it started wonderfully well. I mean, I was able to make friends. I was doing well in my classes. Mm-hmm. Things were good. Uh, th- things things have, were great. But what I did not realize in this enthusiasm mm-hmm. was that I also brought with me a lot of insights and lots of, uh, you know, lots of perspectives and a uh, set of values, mm-hmm. which, uh, which may interfere 
or you know which may come uh, 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 in in clash or in conflict at times with some of the values uh, that are new for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't I didn't kind of tell myself or teach myself for that unlearning process uh. to make those adjustments and all that. I kind of like mm-hmm. felt okay, so that's one layer. But that's 22 years that can be aside. Mm. And now this is a new layer that I'm developing. Hmm. But it doesn't work that way. It is right. a give and take. And you, so, you know, what I am coming back to your question about the impact on the cultural values, it was really to, um, uh, to, to coming to this realization that uh, there are m- uh, many aspects of uh, American culture uh, and my experience in American culture that I so much appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I value, but there are few which I also question. Mm-hmm. So goes with you know while I'm experiencing things, there's so much that I value from what uh, you know what my values were before coming here, mm-hmm. and my experiences were. But then also some of the things that now in the light of my new experiences and exposure, I also question. Mm-hmm. So it was so the impact was uh, was such that I was in a process of reshaping my mm-hmm. cultural. Um, uh, values and also my own uh, my like individual identity mm. so yeah. Um, yeah so it was um, it was very impactful to this 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 pull and push be, uh, uh, that that uh, one has to juggle with between the two cultures that was to me very um, uh, very educational it taught mm. me a lot mm. well and it's great that you were able to be receptive to taking in that information and reflecting on it because I know for, for, for human beings that can be really challenging um, and, and maybe even intimidating to be in a, a, a brand new cultural context. And so being able to be open to those new experiences and perspectives is, can be hard. I know uh, one thing that you had mentioned, Adil, in our previous conversations was, which I thought was so interesting, was um, uh, that one thing you had learned to do in the United States is, and that you perceived about relationships here is that people tended not to share all of themselves right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think that's one thing that you've learned to do in the U.S. is to uh, to have a different kind of sense of boundaries that maybe is not the cultural norm in, yeah. in Pakistan. Is yeah. that is that? Yeah, just correct? to set the context a little bit. So in Pakistan, generally, we are like uh, when we meet new people, we're very open. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to also go beyond, you know, this surface level uh, conversations. We 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 tend to have these spontaneous, deep conversations, even with the people we do not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what one of the first things that I uh, um, I realized when I moved to US was that is not the case at least mm-hmm. in the in my Boston University context mm-hmm. meeting meeting new people um, so I realized that uh, you you know you are you hold on mm-hmm. a, uh, a lot when you meet with uh, new people you you share certain aspects um, of yourself but then you don't go in, in deeper conversations it's not how um uh, it it's not a routine um right. which, which which doesn't mean that it, that stopped me from from engaging in those conversations mm-hmm. in the beginning it didn't because uh-huh. i was too used to with how right. i had my own like way for it right. but then over the period of time i as i said uh, about this unlearning i uh, i unlearned that and uh in order to fit well into 
into these uh, small conversations uh, medium here. I then just uh, decided consciously decided on what I should be, sh uh, you know, talking about in my mm. initial conversations with someone. Uh, and then as those conversations lead to, you know, stronger relationship, mm. obviously, uh, you get to feel more comfortable sharing that. And also, I, I also discussed with you the other layer to it, you know, I was mm -hmm. coming from Pakistan. Right. And this was 2010, 2011. Politically, there was mm -hmm. a lot of polarization and uh, um, uh, the medias on both sides of the uh, of the of the countries were showing not so good things about each other. So when, mm -hmm. you know, when you uh, when you meet a uh, uh, a new person and you introduce yourself and they know that you know you're brown colored uh, and uh, so they assume that you are from subcontinent one of the first questions that I'm asked is where are you from right and I'm very proud of Pakistan I would say I'm from Pakistan mm -hmm. but then I, I felt like many a times in these casual conversations that also was a uh, was something which felt the other uh, which to me felt that mm -hmm. the other person is very comfortable mm. uh, uh, also talking to me uh, uh, in too much detail hmm. because of you know um, um, I am not sure what the exact reason uh, is because I can't be in their head but I, when I right. but I could see the pattern I could see that uh, there is this um, uh, pre um, uh, preconceived understanding of you know uh, of what it means to be from Pakistan right. which um, which I can understand. Uh, in the given uh, media um, uh, representation, mm -hmm. um, if especially if that is the only source of information, um, but but I felt like uh, oh I need to even hold myself further because uh, uh, and so the, there was a big decision on on my part on you know should I avoid bringing to the conversation that I'm from Pakistan mm. should I just say I'm an international student mm. but how can I say that I'm international student without saying which nation I come from? Mm. Right. So it was a it was a struggle a little bit at that yeah. time. But then that also at times I didn't say that where I'm from because I felt like I would be able to have a better conversation that way. Right. Uh, I don't know if it was right or wrong, but mm -hmm. uh, I just felt it was needed at that point of time. So that's how. Yeah. Worked out. Yeah. So um, uh, it was it was a great example of unlearning and learning new thing. Yeah, Thank well, you for no, bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I, I, I think it's such an interesting example of the kinds of adjustments that people make or sometimes feel like they must make when they're in a new cultural mm -hmm. context. And as you said, the, the, the multiple layers of not only being an international student, experiencing different cultural norms here, but in particular being from where you're from and encountering some of the stereotypes that mm -hmm. exist of people from Pakistan. Um, yeah. So the last thing... Um, we, I know we wanted to chat about was you had a really interesting example of a time when your identity and values as an international student were particularly notable for you in a cross-cultural situation. Mm -hmm. So do you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, I, and as, as we discussed previously, there are quite a few different examples that I yes. can share. But I think the, the most salient one for me um, um, where I really um, questioned my my existence as an international student um, 
was during the uh, during uh, the October of 2010. Uh-huh. So I was already here for two months. I had made friends. I was already enjoying my classes. I was, you know, uh, me, uh, I had friends in class. I had friends outside the class as well. So the you know the end of October, Halloween arrived, and there was a, um, uh, my friends were uh, a close group of friends were you know the the, the through a Halloween party. So of mm-hmm. course I was invited, and it was a costume party. Um, and uh, I was very excited about it because I've never been in a party, which is a, a costume party. Never been uh-huh. a, a, been in a Halloween party because this, there's no Halloween celebration. Um, absolutely none when it comes to Pakistan. So never really. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited about it. I wanted to explore it. For me, it was an experience with friends about mm-hmm. uh, about their culture. And, you know, and I wanted to... To, to to experience that, learn a few things from that. So I went in uh, to the party um, and um, one mistake that I did not think that I'm making, but I did at that point of time, but I did make when I went to the party was that it was a costume party and I did not dress up. Mm-hmm. The, I just did not because I didn't know. Uh, I, I did mm-hmm. not have the experience. Um, so I... I did not dress up and then everybody else did and then uh when i was there everybody asked me hey you didn't dress up adil uh, i was like uh i just i didn't know and then most of people were you know um some were different action figures you know people did dress up and then so people would ask me and then i felt like uh i maybe made a mistake i could have just thought something and but um my head was in a different space i was thinking mm-hmm. more of it as a you know just going there, experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but but then again, as you know, uh, uh, it was it was uh, as I met. It was a close group sort of a thing. So I mm-hmm. knew almost everyone there, mm-hmm. so they knew me as well. So they, you know, there was this casuality that they could ask me, uh, you know, why why didn't you dress up and all that. But then as we grow into the party, uh-huh. um, you know how Halloween parties are, that um, we, we we had a lot of fun, we took pictures, we uh, we played games, we sang songs, we did all of this, you know, interesting uh, uh-huh. stuff. And then, um, but throughout, I you know, kept on telling myself, oh my God, uh, because, you know, in the Halloween party, people have lots of memories. So they would also share with each other. From when previous, they would see, Oh, so yeah. you see someone dressed up as a, as a Spider-Man. So you're like, oh, I dressed up as a Spider-Man. That, mm. you know, so mm-hmm. they would... Ch- and I was I would feel missed out on that mm. because I didn't have any of those experiences. Yeah. But, but still, a uh, little involved with, you know, uh, uh, because I knew the people. So that was very helpful. But uh, that's what I felt. Uh, should I belong here, or should I, um, or do I not belong here? That's what I um, questioned um, at that point of time. But then, um, you know, we all went back home, and uh, some of my friends uh, posted our really good pictures on hmm. um, um, uh, on Facebook. At that point of time, Facebook was very popular. It's still popular, but uh, not as used because right. other mediums but at that point of time facebook was huge so it, so and my friends tagged me there were great pictures and then i woke up the next morning and i saw on my wall these pictures uh and then the comments underneath hmm. and because um, i had on my facebook so many friends from pakistan as well some of the family members as well hmm. and it was a halloween party which they did not know of. you know they have no idea about costumes hmm. uh, and all um 
at least didn't have an exposure to it um, like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of those pictures they felt was a little um, inappropriate for our culture mm-hmm. or for, you know, what we think is from our lens of right and wrong. Right, They right. felt that it's, so they, they started commenting, yeah, what are you up to? And this is, you know, and then I felt like, um, uh, that's when I questioned uh, myself more on, um, okay, so I was at a party. I wasn't really too as involved as my um, class fellows or colleagues were. Um, but I was enjoying, I was having a good time. Mm-hmm. I was participating. Um, but I was doing things the way I thought I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for example, I was, you know, I, I do not drink, so I was mm-hmm. not drinking. Um, um, but, but, but then, you know, I, uh, I, I didn't dress up. So I was, I was staying within my own frameworks, mm-hmm. but then, and so when I was at the party, I felt like I do not belong here because mm-hmm. I'm not fully uh, participating the way the uh, theme of the party at least is. Right, right. And then when I, when I'm done with the party and everything, now people from my own culture, they're questioning the very things, some of the things that I even end, ended up doing. Mm. So I felt like mm. that's, you know, what we were talking about between international student being uh, being between cultures. Mm. I really felt that at that time. Mm. Because I was, when I was in the party, I was not really fully immersed. Yeah. Uh, and then um, to the extent that I did get immersed and involved, that was also questioned mm. um, afterwards by the people who do have no idea who these people are, how, what friendship I share with them, just right. because of um, because of their um, their own exposure mm-hmm. um, and their own set of uh, values for right and wrong, they're just questioning me, and I don't I don't blame them for questioning me, right, uh, right. but it's just that it it made me realize uh, that you know how am I going to navigate through between the student, what it really means for me um, um, to be an international student and uh, mm. what filters do I need to apply uh, to my uh, to my actions and behaviors um, in this um, uh, in the time that I'm going to be here as, a, as an international student. Um, yeah, so that was like the first thing. Uh, first, really uh, mm. a, a moment of reflection for me. But then... As we moved on, it was um, there were there were more examples as well. But this was a very interesting one because it kind of like really uh, brought me back to this questioning phase. No, I think I think it's a fascinating example, and I so appreciate you sharing it. And mm-hmm. and um, as we talked before, I one of the one of the many reasons I love the story is it kind of gets at that. You know, I've talked in previous episodes about kind of the cognitive aspect of a cross-cultural interaction. So the thinking that you were doing both during and after, the emotional component of maybe your surprise at some of some people's reactions to the photos, for example, and then the behavioral components. So reflecting on the choices you made about wearing a costume, not wearing a costume. And as you said, it's not right or wrong. It's just what the experience was at the time mm-hmm. and reflecting on that experience. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, thank you so much for, for sharing that. My pleasure. Um, so uh, I think we're just about out of time, um, but I wanted to thank you so much, Adil, for, um, for being willing to engage in this conversation and sharing some of your personal experiences. Um, it's been really fascinating for me, not just this recorded conversation, but, all, but our conversations leading up to this as we've been talking about mm -hmm. this. So thank you so much. And is there anything else you'd like to, to add or to say before we wrap up? My pleasure, Matthew. And I would just say thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to um, to engage with you in on on this topic and uh, have a conversation. And uh, I really enjoy your podcast. So cool. keep creating those. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> um, and as with all of these episodes, um, I would love any comments people have um, at the email address for the podcast, iccimodel at gmail.com. And I imagine Adil would also be interested to hear your thoughts and comments Absolutely. as well in response to this episode. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Take care.